Hey everybody, welcome to Community Conversations. I'm super excited about this conversation today. We're talking about life on mission, and we are here with my good friend, Diana Teal. Yay! Diana, I'm so excited to have you here Oh, today. I'm so I'm so glad to be here. I can't say excited because you already did. So I am <laughs> stoked. Maybe that's another word. Oh, I love I'm it. stoked to be here. I love it. So tell us, you work at Hope. What do you do here? So I get to oversee everything that we do with Global Hope. So anything that is Hope's global missions, that is what I get to coordinate. That's really exciting. It is awesome. So how many countries is Hope in or supporting? Oh gosh, I always have to count because I don't want to miss one, so I have to count. So we are in Haiti, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, France, Uganda, and India. So we are in, oh, and Hungary. So we are in seven. Wow, so we're really all around the world. We truly are. That's so exciting. So how'd you get involved in Global Missions? I am the most unlikely person ever to be involved in missions. So um, y'all, I hate bugs. Um, I don't go camping. My version of camping is air conditioner and room service. I don't like to get dirty. And so God has a sense of humor because it's completely God that he has called me into this. Um, I would never have sought this out. That's so true. We um, had the pleasure of being on a retreat recently, and it was so funny. We sat at lunch, and Diana was like, look at this spider that I killed in my room, and was It was not just in my room. It was on my bed, on the comforter, like (laughs) next to the sheet. So I took my shoe off, and I killed it. Yes, and took a picture. (laughs) There's proof. There was a bug, and I killed it. So... Totally not your normal scene. So how'd you get pulled yeah. into this? Well, I would love, if you don't mind, to start by just telling some of my story because I oh, think that will help that. set us up. So um, I was raised in church. I've always been in church, but the church I was a part of, it was very much works-based. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, really, that was kind of how I grew up where I had to earn my way into heaven. Oof. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't do it. So when I was 11, I was saved because I heard um, if I didn't believe in Jesus, I'd go to hell. So it was more of the scare t- tactic, but it worked. But it wasn't until um, after I'd gotten married and I really wanted to get back involved in the church where we found hope. And that's a whole nother cool story I will say for a later date. But that's where I really learned more about Jesus and how it's been by grace that I have been saved and I didn't have to work to earn my way into a relationship. And so from there, I just knew God had called me into ministry and I did not know what that looked like because I don't have a background in ministry. I don't have that education. Um, But God saw it fit for me to join staff in 2013. And since then, I've done a ton of different roles. So God, again, sense of humor because I'm very much a type A. I'm an Enneagram one wing nine. Like I don't do change or flexibility. And she has the best packing list. Yes, <laughs> y'all. Oh my goodness. Former Girl Scout. So I am truly prepared. But um, yeah, I feel like God has just grown me so much um, in just my spiritual journey really since being on staff. It was around 2015 where I felt the Holy Spirit prompt and was telling me, hey, Diana, guess what? You haven't been baptized. So I was baptized as an infant, but I hadn't actually made that that public declaration. And so I felt embarrassed because I was 35 and I was on staff and I've been a Christian my whole life, but I was obedient and I was baptized. And that was the catalyst for me, I'm getting goosebumps, getting involved in missions because the very next year I went on my first mission trip to Uganda. Uganda? Yes, <laughs> the very first one, y'all were going on a plane halfway around the world to Uganda. Um, it was my longest flight ever. 
And what I saw there was just these women who had been slaves, literal slaves, wow. and they are worshiping Jesus and they are dancing up to the front of the auditorium and they're giving their tithe. What? It's like with joy, they are giving their tithe. And I was just blown away. God wrecked me. Um, besides the fact that all of my senses were just assaulted and I was trying to process and figure out where was I and what was I doing? It was so radically different from the world I knew. Um, but that's really where God broke my heart for mission and what he's doing around the world. And I came home. I just wanted to be a part of that. Wow. That is so incredible. Yeah. So not only did you do your first mission trip, but you went to the heart of Africa. Yes. Like very yeah. close to conflict zones, like a very hot part of Africa. You know, everyone talks about the heat. Like everywhere I go, they're like, are you hot? Are you okay? And it's like, it's North Carolina without air conditioning. That's all it is. It's just hot without That's AC. Brutal. So it didn't feel different, but Uganda is such a beautiful country. In fact, all the, the countries I've had a pl um, part of visiting they're all beautiful and they're all unique. You cannot compare them. They're each their own beautiful country with beautiful people and just have different levels of need. Um, a lot of them physical need and a lot of spiritual needs. Oh, wow. I found, I've been on a couple mission trips, not with Hope yet, yes. but I am looking yes. forward to it. Um, and I was always stunned by, I would go into these places thinking that I was bringing some great help. Yeah. And I ended up always being so wrecked, like you said, of like, I have a completely wrong perspective on my existence and I ended up getting so much from experiencing the people and being in the presence of things like that great dance and like getting to witness how God is moving in their lives all the way across the world. Um, has that been your experience too? Absolutely. There's a, a saying, you know, well, you're going to go to this country for a week and you can't change this country in a week, mm. but this country can change you. Wow. in that week. And so I have always walked away from these experiences more blessed than I feel like I, I deserve. Um, because right, you go in with this mentality of we're going to go and help and fix and do, but you really get to go and be and listen to these stories and to get a glimpse of what their life looks like. And if you can just love them while you're there and you just see God at work, it, he loves the whole world. And you just get to see that when you go. Wow. So, yeah, every time. So if we're not being sent to fix problems or be a solution, why does God call us to mission? Oh, so for that, we got to back up a little bit. So, <laughs> so from the very beginning of time, we see this in, in Genesis, right, where God had this beautiful design for the world. And very quickly, sin entered, and it broke God's beautiful design. And so really, all throughout Scripture, we just see this, this pattern of God on this rescue story, on this love story, to bring all of his people back to him and to bring that restoration through Jesus. And so, right, so we, we get to partner with him in what he is already doing in the world. And... Um, you know, one of my favorite verses, you might know it, it's the Great Commission. So this is Matthew 28, um, 18 through 20, where it says, um, Jesus came to them, the disciples, and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go. Another um, translation is, as you are going. 
Um, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And so God doesn't need us, right? He, right. he really doesn't. But God invites us into what he's doing. He wants us to be a part of it. And he uses our gifts and our talents and how he's uniquely created us to help serve in what he's doing. Um, I heard a quote one time, and it has never left me, and it's by this woman named Jill Briscoe, and she's this beautiful 80-plus-year-old woman um, who's been a missionary her whole life with her husband and her kids, wow. and she says that your mission field is where your own two feet are, and so I love that. So it doesn't mean that we have to go across an ocean or you know, be on a mission trip, but what it means is that wherever God has placed you, that is your mission field. So that could be on your college campus, that could be at the grocery store, that could be at the gym. At your job. At your job, really anywhere. And then if God does call you, I feel like it's just that willingness to say yes to him, to, to go, if he, that's what he's calling you to. And I think so often we're afraid and we're scared because it is a big leap of faith to do this. Well, and what I'm hearing you say is that it all begins with the gospel yes. of, you know, saying yes to Jesus first. Um, and that can be scary because what is Jesus going to make me give up? Or can I ever be good? Or um, is he going to send me to be a missionary across the world? That's a really scary idea. Um, so who all, you know, after we say yes to Jesus or as we're saying yes to Jesus, as we're considering saying yes to Jesus, who all is God inviting into this story? Is it just the like super good Jesus freaks or is it like everybody and their brother? We all have a role. Mm. All of us have a role to play in God's story. And so um, I think God uses, you know, different experiences at different times. One of the coolest quotes I've heard recently was by Christine Kane, who I love her. She is a firecracker <laughs> and she is so excited to be on mission for God. But she said um, something where, you know, if you can just picture this in your mind, God has literally plucked you out of eternity and he has set you here in this time to this generation for this generation. And so I think it's just being willing to say, okay, God, here I am. You know, that's the first step. Like, where can you use me? And to pray about that and to see what does God reveal? Because again, it could be something very specific. It could be something very short term. I don't think God calls all of us to go long term in the field, but he might be calling some of us. He might be calling some of you to go long term. So we can have that conversation. I can, <laughs> I can help y'all with that if that's where you feel God's calling you to. But honestly, the majority of us is going to be serve where he's placed us. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and if that's you, if you're sitting there thinking like, what could God possibly use me for like have that conversation talk to a small group leader come find us at a young adult ministry event we are doing thursday night we're doing summer nights we're doing all kinds of things um, we would love to talk to you more about where you may feel god's pulling you and help um, just encourage and direct you or tell you about opportunities that we know of um, and where you can put your two feet um, so another question i have is what can a young adult um, do today to join God's mission? There are so many things. And so I'm going to try not to overwhelm you. I'm going to try <laughs> to just give a few steps. But really one of, where I want to start is um, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, should everyone go globally? Mm -hmm. And the short answer is no. 
Mm. Not everyone should go globally. Um, this is not a vacation. This is not something where we go and we're like, oh, I did this thing and I pat myself on the back. We're truly going from um, a servant-hearted um, attitude of if I can go and be a blessing and serve alongside of the work that's already happening on the ground because it's going to continue when we go home, then that's incredible. Um, and so going is an option and I love, love, love seeing young adults go on mission teams. I was actually part of one. My last mission trip before the world shut down and COVID kicked in was to Nicaragua and to be on a part of a team with young adults and just their energy and their willingness to serve and to get outside their comfort zone was incredible. Some of them were afraid to pray out loud. Some of them were afraid to share their testimony and you would just see time and time again, God use them to pray out loud and to share their testimony with everyone who we came in contact with. Wow. What was the mission for Nicaragua? So for Nicaragua in particular, our partner there is Sunika and they bring discipleship through clean water. And so as they're going to these communities and they're literally providing these communities with fresh clean, sustainable water, they disciple the kids and the youth that are there. And so we got to experience a retreat where they actually took the kiddos out of their community and their everyday life, brought them to what they call the sacred forest, which is off the grid. So again, that was hard, but <laughs> off the grid. Um, and they got to just spend time in nature with God. And it was just so cool to see them um, have that time together. It was very sacred and very special. And so we got to participate with them. And then when we went back down into the city, we got to see the different communities. We got to play soccer. We got to um, just love on these kiddos as they did discipleship. We even went to a water park, wow. which is not the same water park that we have here. <laughs> but there was pools and there were slides, and it was just a lot of fun. So we just get to come alongside the work that our partners are already doing. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So I didn't actually answer your question. So for <laughs> young adults to get involved, I would really say um, the first to pray and to seek God and to, to just go through scripture. There are so many scriptures where we see God calling his people and using the most unlikely of characters. I mean, Abram was, you know, a pagan. He didn't even believe in God, but yet he's really, I think, the first missionary. And right. then you've got Moses, who's literally, you know, saving God's people and lead, leading them out of Egypt um, on a missionary journey. You see Paul, who's, you know, killer of Christians. Right. God used, used all of them. Right. And so God can use all of us as well. Um, so really seek God, I think, first, but then take action, whatever that looks like. There's so many ways to get involved. You can pray for our world, and there's a lot of resources where you can see kind of what the need is, to see what the political climate is, what the current religion is. Mm -hmm. And you can pray specifically for that country or for a people group. And a people group is just a, a group of people that share the same kind of language and culture and food and life experience. And a lot of them don't know Jesus. And so they need people who can go and take Jesus to them. Mm -hmm. There's ways that you can give. And I know the audience I'm talking to, I understand <laughs> we're talking to young adults, but there are ways to get involved. Um, there is sponsorships and we have a ton of partners that I would love to talk with you further about and see if that's an option for you. Um, but when you give to Hope and you tithe, that's going towards Global Hope and we are supporting our partners around the world through your generous giving. So right. 
Um, a really cool thing too, which I just heard recently, and I'm actually a part of now, it's called Illuminations. Ooh. Illuminations um, gathered the world's leading Bible translating companies together because they want to have the Bible written in every language. Wow. And so they think that they can do it by the year 2033 if we all get involved. And so you can commit to writing 12 scriptures of a Bible and then you actually see that Bible getting built. So wow. cool. So that cool. is so cool. Having, having the scripture in your heart language is so important. Yes. Um, and we get so used to it. We have it on our phones. We have <laughs> Bibles everywhere, right? But some people right. have never heard the gospel in their heart language. Right. Imagine trying to read the Bible in some language that you kind of sort of studied in school, like Spanish or French or German or whatever, and being like, yeah, I kind of get the idea, but the richness of the text is just totally lost when it's not in your heart language. Um, so I think Illuminations is really cool. If you were at Passion this past year, um, they did a big thing about Illuminations. If you were at If this past year, they did a big thing about Illuminations. Illuminations is super cool. Um, and then also, as Diana was talking about for our, for our partners around the world, a lot of them have stuff that you can buy. So like if you're buying for a birthday or for Christmas or for Mother's Day, that's coming up, people pay attention. And Father's Day, there are things that you can be buying as a gift to others that is supporting people around the world. Oftentimes the things that they're selling are things that are made by um, women that are subjugated in some way, they're coming out of abusive situations or really, really hard war-torn situations, and they're being given an opportunity to have a skill that can help them get on their own two feet and have independence. Um, plus, when people get engaged in, global, in the global form, it's really cool how you learn just the different ways people perceive the world. So I think the really interesting thing that came out of COVID, especially in the beginning months, was just this idea of like how blind we are to other people's perspectives mm. and their situations. And I think being globally involved adds a whole new ability to say, hey, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I'm learning about this situation in this culture. Is that similar? Does that resonate with you? Um, if you have a friend that you've met, but they're from another country, do you know how impactful it is for somebody to say, hey, I remember you told me you were from Puerto Rico. I didn't know anything about it. So I looked into some stuff and this is what I'm learning. Is that you know, um, applicable to your experience? Tell me more about your country. That just mm. like, that is part of seeing people and knowing them and loving them and saying, I see you in all of your different facets and you are valuable. Um, so I think that's really important too. So I love that you said a key word there, which you said perspective, mm -hmm. because one of the things that we point our people to is a class called Perspectives. Ooh. So you can go to perspectives.org, but it's this 15 week course and you actually can get a college credit. So for oh, those wow. of you still in school, this does count towards your college credit. But it takes you through these four different lenses or perspectives of God's mission. And it's biblical, it's historical, it is cultural, and it's strategic. And when I went through it, it just really opened my eyes to um, what missions has been like. And again, seeing that woven through scripture, but just the history of um, 
how is the gospel spread throughout the world? And kind of where are we today and what can we do? And really figuring out our place on how to get involved. But there's so many resources. There's so many book studies. Right now, Media has got a huge library. Um, when Helping Hurts is a great study. You can do it as a group. Um, on Right Now Media. Yes. And if you go to Hope, you have free access to Right Now Media. So please take advantage of that resource. Absolutely. So, right, there's just so many different ways. Um, one of the things you also mentioned, and it's kind of very much in the news today, is the refugees. Mm. Um, so people who are coming to us, and not just those who are moving to the Triangle because of the jobs or college or um, the hospitals, right? We have um, such a global community in the Triangle in general. But, you know, recently we've had the Afghan refugees who have been displaced and a lot of them have come to the U.S. and they are trying to integrate and really start life over. And now with Ukraine, you know, there are so many people who are displaced. I mean, hundreds, millions of people who have to start a new life and they may or may not ever be able to go back to their country. Mm -hmm. And so... Not that we can solve that problem, but if we can get to know them, if we can come alongside of them, if we can love them, we have an opportunity to share the gospel and to meet a real need. Right. And so whatever that looks like, yeah, just don't be afraid to say hello and introduce yourself and have a conversation with someone who doesn't look like you, who doesn't sound like you. Um, yeah. Right. And just start there. Well, and, and I think to, to nail your point home, sometimes sharing the gospel doesn't look like, hey, let me sh open my Bible in right. front of you. Sometimes it is this experience of the gospel of why would some random redhead go all the way out of their way to learn about what the culture is in Saudi Arabia and then ask me questions about it. Why are they so yeah. interested? I think that has a profound effect on people to really love and see them well. So I would invite you to do that in your own context, whether that's at school, at the workplace, even around the YamFam. We have got a lot of diversity in the YamFam and people that are connected to people across the world. Um, and finding out who those people are and where they have connections, you may not realize that there may be a conflict on the other side of the world that is directly impacting them because somebody they love happens to be there. So I invite you to have those conversations. I invite you to have those questions um, to really get to know people and ask more than just, hey, how's your day? Um, well, it's deep. funny. I was actually just at the dentist's office uh, recently, and my regular hygienist was out, and so they had brought in a temp. And she was Indian okay. and probably 10 years younger than me. I'm not that old. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so we just got to talking, and she just opened up, and we had an instant connection. And she was able to share just kind of the mistreatment she's been receiving in her own family. Um, but she knows Christians in India, and she still has some family in India. And I asked her, I said, do you mind me asking, are you a Christian? And she's like, no, I'm Hindi. Well, you know, I think we all agree that we, we believe in a power that's higher than us. And yeah, and I was not going to share the gospel with her in that moment. <laughs> but just not being afraid to ask and afraid to start the conversation. And before I left, I just said, can I pray for you? Can you spell your name so I make sure I have it correctly? And I would love to pray for you. And she oh, was just that. so open and receptive to that. Yeah. And you know, it was just a seed that was planted. I was able to give her a good experience of what a Christian could look like. And maybe the next time she comes in contact with a Christian, maybe she'll start asking questions. That's so cool. I love that. Having more positive experiences with people where it is um, an invitation to yeah. community instead of a conformity to performance of this right. idea that you were mentioning in early in your Christian walk right. of like, I have to just be these things. 
and God's like, I just want you to be with me. Yeah. Um, so we get to be invited to be a part of that and to pull more people into the boat and say, hey, come, come be with right. us. Um, and so, of course, one of the options as well could be going. And so yes. we are really hoping to reboot Global Hope teams, we don't call them trips, because we are part of a team next year. So in 2023, we're going to, we're able to go back and um, our partners are ready. Some of them are ready now, but we're going to really take it slow. But that is such an incredible experience. And if you can't go for whatever reason, you can help others go and you could help mobilize others into maybe this is your next step. So yeah, so many ways to get involved, but I would just start in prayer and stillness and really seeking God through his word and um, being willing just to say yes to whatever God reveals to you. That's awesome. I love that. Well, are there any other like resources? I know you mentioned um, perspectives. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, connecting on the gethope.net slash global, I believe it is. I did not say that yet, but yes, go to gethope.net slash global hope. We are in the process of updating our website. So right now um, it's a little bare bones, but we're going to really be highlighting all of our partners and really how to get involved with them. As well as we have, um, if you're interested in team, you can send us your contact information. And if we ever have some sort of disaster that Mm. happens in our world, which... (laughs) Every day. All the time. There's always a disaster. There's a tornado. There's a hurricane. There's a war. Who knows? There's something happening in the world. Um, But there are ways to serve through one of our partners there. So if those um, come up, we will post it on the website as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I saw that you had posted um, about Samaritan's Purse doing... sending resources to Poland and Ukraine and those kinds of things. So um, also being connected with Global Hope, joining their Facebook page, connecting with them um, online just by giving Diana your contact information. We'll also put Diana's email address and information available out there for you so you can reach out to her with any specific questions. Um, If you see me at the Young Adult Ministry stuff, feel free to snag me. I'm always excited to talk about global stuff. Um, But the other thing that's really cool about being connected in those ways is you get an ear to the ground. You get to find out what is going on in Haiti. What are our partners doing? How are they coping with X, Y, and Z issue? Um, It's kind of like being in the know just because you're on the email list, So, um, which is a really cool opportunity. It is. And the thing is, is that people are... um I hear all the time, I don't know what we're doing globally. Mm-hmm. And so we are actually trying to do a better job this year in particular on sharing that information with you. So make sure you sign up for the e-news, Hope's e-news if you haven't already, because monthly we're featuring something that's happening in global or we're highlighting one of our partners or sharing like a cool story or um, how to get involved more. And so that is a, a very quick way. And then we might do some things during service. You just never know. So you don't ever want to miss the service either. That's so. Right. There's big things coming up. That's right. I love that. Um, So, yeah, definitely praying, um, even considering, like, what does it look like to put aside something, um, whether that's bringing food to the food pantry. We often have people that are new to the area who are seeking food resources um, because they are an immigrant or they are coming um, from a location seeking a better life in some way. Um, so that's an easy way to support if you want to grab a 50 cent can of something and throw it in the bin. Um, you can also definitely hang out um, with those people who are coming through by volunteering locally. And that'll be 
be really cool to get you in the mindset of volunteering. Mm -hmm. How do you talk to different people from different backgrounds and being able to pray with anybody on the fly or just be okay with working with a diverse team um, who may be diverse generationally or ethnically or in perspective. Um, so I invite you to be a part of those things too. Um, we often say that when you go globally, it prepares you to come back and serve locally even yeah. better. And so these things are not exclusive. It's not that you go globally, you pat yourself on the back, yay, I'm done. No, no, no. It's to actually equip you better to serve here at home right. because we know that not everyone may go back or may go back multiple times. Right. So yeah, we actually have all of our teams. So if you've been a part of one or just knowing going forward, we ask all of our teams to serve with local hope or in some service capacity before they even go on the ground to whatever country they're going to. Absolutely. I love that. Well, any final thoughts um, or anything like that? I have a couple of resources to share in addition to what we've already talked about, just reading material. But Yeah, no, I, again, I would just encourage everyone who's listening to pray, seek God, and get mm -hmm. involved, whatever that mm -hmm. looks like. And so if you need more information, feel free to email me. I'm sure we'll drop that, but it's Diana T at gethope.net and I'd love to have more conversations maybe I'll come hang out at a night of worship or you never know where you might see me in Yam Fam. so would love to have you yeah um so also just prepping your mind um if you're like whoa this is a lot of information and I'm actually a super big introvert and I just want to stay at home and cuddle up and read I also invite you to do that. There are some really great books out there. Diana mentioned um, When Helping Hurts. That mm -hmm. is a really yes. good one to kind of process through and understand our role um, as we come alongside communities and support them. Another really good resource that I recently read is called Misreading Scripture with Western Eyes. Um, sometimes we read the Bible and we think it's all about us. Um, newsflash, it's not. <laughs> it's actually all about God and Jesus. Who would have thunk? Um, but this is a really cool book to kind of unpack culturally where some of the different perspectives um, in scripture come from um, and how it points to a more communal idea. Um, another idea is Operation Worlds. This is a big book, but it's really cool because it goes through every country. Every country in the world, yes. And it gives you facts and information about that country, population size, history, primary religion, and then very specifically how to pray. And you might be shocked to find some of these countries, just the number of Christians or lack of the number of evangelical Christians in this country. And so um, the world needs our prayers. Yes. So yeah, Absolutely. if there's a country that's near and dear to you, or you can just flip to one. Another cool resource, which is a website, which is oh, yeah. Joshua Project. And I don't know if it's .com or net, so we'll make sure to get the right <laughs> one. But you can actually go there and learn about these different people groups that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And you can just see where they are in the world and how to specifically pray for a people group. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. yeah, lots of ways, lots of ways to get involved. Absolutely. And also don't, don't minimize your time in this world of thinking that, oh, I'm not important, I don't have impact, you do. I have been praying through Operation World and I've taken notes like what happened in Afghanistan recently, what's going on in Ukraine, and, it's, and I get to tangibly pray. And I look forward to the day when I get to look back through these pages and see how God has worked um, through some <laughs> random woman in North Carolina just trying to pray uh, to seek her father and say, hey God, here are, here are the concerns of my heart and they're all around the world. Um, so I invite you to do that and check out the Joshua Project. 
Um, and yeah, and don't hesitate to connect too. Uh, connect on our Facebook page, connect on our Instagram um, for Young Adult Ministries at Hope, um, and also for the Global Hope pages. These are a lot of great resources just to keep you in the loop of what's going on. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, I will pray us out, and then we hope to see you at the next Young Adult event. Um, we hope to see you on a global mission yes. trip. <laughs> I'm ready, y'all. Like, it's coming. Teams are coming back. <laughs> Get ready. It's going to be great. Um, but I'll just pray us out. Holy Father, precious God, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that you are a God that created the heavens and the earth and that you are simultaneously with us and all around the world. Uh, Father, we pray for those that we love that are across the world. We pray for those um, under the sound of my voice, just those who may be thinking, Lord, where are you calling me to, God? I pray that you would make that abundantly clear. Uh, Father, that you would help each individual that hears this to say, okay, this is my next step, and to walk in that, to walk towards you, Father. Um, God, we thank you that you are sovereign in all things, that nothing escapes um, your vision and your understanding of what's going on. Um, you are with those who are lowly and those who are brokenhearted, and you are strong for us. Um, Father, we just thank you so much for who you are and how much you love us and that you invite us into this mission. It's in Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hope to see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.